Good morning. Good to see you guys. Everyone, this is Ben. Can you say hi to Ben? Morning. And Ben is here to talk to us today about his journey as a Christian. So Ben, can you tell us a little bit about when you became a believer and what your relationship was with the Bible then versus what your relationship is with the Bible now? Uh, yeah, so... Well, quick intro. My name's Ben. Uh, I've been a member here for quite some time, up until recently, leading a life group. Uh, I'm currently your treasurer. Uh, but yeah, so around the age of 12, I'd say I was saved. Um, and you know, kind of my relationship with the Bible and my relationship with God it actually kind of got difficult at that point. I think the Holy Spirit kind of like turned my heart more onto kind of the depravity uh, and I was just made a lot more aware of God's expectations, his perfect expectations for us, um, but that's not really meant for this world. Um, so, you know, at the age of 12, I started getting actually, like, more frustrated and angry, and I think uh, I, like, kind of struggled with um, just hypocrisy, I would see, and even Christendom, kind of people that called themselves Christians but didn't really have a relationship with God or didn't uh, really lead a Christian life, um, but then I think as I got older, uh, a little bit, I'd say, sp maybe spiritually uh, stronger, surrounded myself more with a community um, of Christians, um, I just kind of found that I I felt more confident and comfortable with my relationship with God, because then I could also see that I could address some of the, like, I have a heart de for depravity and kind of injustice in that, and so I just felt like God had kind of equipped me over the years so I feel a little bit more comfortable, and then, of course, the more you understand about God and the more you understand about the Bible, you kind of get, I would say, somewhat more comfortable, but even more aware of the depths of your relationship with God, which is also quite beautiful. Absolutely, and I think all of us who have called FC home, we know that Pastor Mark has spoken to us about reading our Bibles, right? Because if we can't read God's word, if we don't know God's promises, how can we grow as Christians? And so that leads into our next question. So Ben decided to do something awesome. This past year, he decided to read through the whole Bible. And so for our FC kids, you know the song that Mr. Ben Martin has taught us, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. So he read through all of the Old Testament. He read through all of the New Testament, and he did it in less than a year. What motivated you to do that, Ben? Well, it wasn't the first time I decided to. I decided to a few times, but I never got through it. Um, so Me too. typically yeah. I hear it too. Like I think the first time didn't last too long. I probably made it to Numbers. And the next time I made it almost to the end of Jeremiah, but it's just, that's a yeah, rough book to read. It's long too. And then I, I stopped again. Uh, but I would say like this time, this time it was a little different. I think where I was uh, spiritually, but then also just kind of with everything that's going around, well, uh, everything that's kind of happening the last couple of years. Um, so just like, I think Proverbs 9 uh, verse 10, it just kind of revealed I, I learned something different uh, about Proverbs 9, uh, verse 10, a couple years ago when I had read through it. Um, and it goes, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Uh, so I would say it was the fear of the Lord that led me to developing the discipline and the motivation to actually read through uh, the entire Bible. Um, and just kind of over the last couple of years, you know, a lot of things have kind of come up. Um, a lot of things to fear. Uh, you have 
whether it's political things, uh, activism, climate uh, disagreements, uh, and pandemics and that, um, it seems like uh, a lot of what's encouraged in the media and around me, just kind of culturally, is you have to choose between one or the other. Are you for something or not for something? Um, and it kind of, you, you want to support things, but I found myself supporting sides of both things, but it seemed like it wasn't, I couldn't, like, you're not allowed to choose between both things, right? Um, and so I just, I just found myself in kind of like a dichotomy all the time. Um, and a dichotomy is essentially, it's one or the other, you can't sit in the middle. Um, and it seemed like you couldn't win on either side, right? So there's good things of both sides. Um, okay, so what do you do? Uh, well, I was kind of reading, I mean, you're kind of frequently exposed to the Bible and reading through it. And I just kind of realized that it was kind of the same situation that Jesus was in when the Pharisees and the Sadducees would kind of come up to him and start challenging him, right? Once they had seen that, oh, this guy's, this guy's a bit of a threat to our culture uh, and where we're at. We don't really trust him. Well, let's, let's trap him, right? So let's, um, let's, let's set up this, um, let's set something up and then we'll ask him some questions and we'll see what he says. And I could kind of tell that uh, the Pharisees, they would kind of expect a, um, one or the other type answer, right? Like, um, uh, do, do we give to Caesar? Do we give money to Caesar? Yes or no? And Jesus doesn't answer with a yes or no answer. He answers within the framework of the Bible. Um, he understands the question, but sees the real question, and he answers the real question, right? Um, and he, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he seemed to just kind of slip through their fingers all the time. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of had like my own personal battles uh, in that, and that's kind of more of a talk for, that's more of a discussion, maybe not so much of a uh, from up here, kind of just talking out, but if you guys have questions or you want to know more, you can, you can let me know. Um, but really, um, I just found that we need to know the truth, and that's the truth of the Bible, right? And we answer with the truth. People are, like the world needs to hear it, um, so... You know, as, as much as we're, um, as much as kind of culture it pushes a lot on us, and we also learn a lot from culture, we need to make sure at the same time we're staying in, in the word, in God's word. Um, and, you know, um, the sword of the spirit uh, is the word. So we, we fight, we fight, uh, we fight Satan with knowing, knowing the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and it also, I believe, it helps us see more clearly the Holy Spirit leading us. The Holy Spirit is always leading us. Um, but I find um, if, I, if I'm looking for direction from the Holy Spirit, I need, I need to make sure that I'm not fearing what I'm not supposed to be fearing. Mm. Um, and, and that I'm clearly hearing what I need to be hearing so that the Holy Spirit can also uh, lead us. Um, so we need to know the gospel so that we can clearly see how the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us. Um, and you know, when you're, when you're faced with, uh, dichotomies or whatever in culture, um, you need to respond with the truth, which is only found in Christ Jesus. I love all the different promises that you shared. And I think for our kids who are out in the audience, right, when you think about how God led the Israelites out of Egypt, so we think about like the pillar of cloud or the fire, how we could see him. And so now we know that when we accept Jesus in our hearts, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. And that's a beautiful thing. And you become a light to the world. You become the salt of the earth. And I think that's what 
Mr. Ben was alluding to, when you're able to share that John 3.16, that God loved the world and he sent his son. That's just mind-blowing to me as a parent of two boys to send one of my kids to die. That is an amazing concept for us because he loved us and his righteousness covers us like a blanket. So I love the promises that you shared, Ben. And if you had to define fear of the Lord for a kid, how would you explain that? Uh, yeah, so um, when you're talking about fearing the Lord, um, that comes out of Proverbs, and that was what uh, Solomon had written, right? Um, arguably, at the time, he was the wisest man in the world because that's the gift that God had given him. That's what he had requested of God, and God had given that to him. Um, arguably, he is still the wisest man in the world, but I guess we're not 100% sure, but I would still probably argue that he was. Um, but the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and there's actually two words for fear in Hebrew, and one is like a terror, um, or like afraid, you run away, ah, screaming, um, and then the other fear is just kind of like a, like a respect, um, a respect of authority, a respect of power, um, and just kind of, uh, like being in awe of something, so if you're thinking of fearing the, fearing the Lord, uh, if you're a kid, the Lord doesn't want you to fear him as you would if there was a lion or a tiger uh, right in front of you, right, that he might attack you, uh, and you'd, you'd be afraid and you'd flee in terror. But it's the, uh, the example I came up with was more a policeman. So a policeman is kind of given authority uh, over you to uphold the law, and uh, he might get you in trouble if you're doing something bad. Uh, you, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at somebody in the audience here. Um, <laughs> You know, you're probably hopefully doing what you should be doing, but you see him and you're like, oh, just double check, make sure you're not doing anything bad. But I would say that's kind of kind of the fear of the Lord. That's yeah. how I would explain it, like a policeman. I think when you accept Jesus in your heart, you love Jesus, right? You know the goodness of God. You know that God created the world. And so because of that, you want to bring God glory in everything that you do. You wouldn't want to hurt God. And so that becomes a beautiful thing because he loves you even more than your mom and dad ever could. And your mom and dad love you so much. Um, ben, what would be your encouragement? Like I know as an adult, sometimes when things get hard, that's when it's hardest to trust. So when things are going well, but when things are going hard in like marriage or in the world or with work or whatever, that's when it's hardest to trust. So since you've read the whole Bible, you see that <laughs> arc, right? You see God's continuing faithfulness when the Israelites were falling away, falling away, falling away, you see God continuing to love. Um, so what would be your encouragement for adults who struggle to trust? Yeah, so I'd say like the way that I understand faith is kind of, it's not just listening to what God says. Faith is more kind of like... Um, like knowing that the Lord is going to fulfill his promises. So when you read mm -hmm. through the Bible, um, you may start in the Old Testament, you know, with Abraham or, or whatever. And Abraham had blind faith because God made all these promises, but hadn't necessarily, except through what he communicated in creation, of course, um, to Abraham. Abraham really was just listening uh, to God, right? Or even Noah, you better start building the boat because I'm going to send rain yeah. like you've never seen it before. I might need these. Um, so, yeah, faith is just kind of 
Yeah, so to me, that, that's kind of what faith is. So actually being able to read through the Bible and then seeing in the New Testament, um, in the Gospels, when Jesus comes and he fulfills um, all of those, <laughs> he fulfills all of those promises um, is quite amazing. But then for more of a personal like understanding um, of faith, to me, over the years, kind of slowly getting more and more confident with the Lord, you put yourself out there and he reveals himself more and more to you. Um, so yeah, I've seen God be faithful specifically in my life, but even more so like God has created us for community. And so when you're in community with other people, you really start to see how God's been faithful to all of us, uh, and all of us as a church. And, um, of course too, I would, um, (laughs) um, I would kind of surround myself with elders or people that I looked up to people that I wanted to kind of model my life, uh, towards and, and they have, amazing faith stories as well right so as you share that uh with other people you really start to you really start to to see how the lord has been faithful and how he guides us um i'm just gonna add on that if you're a kid right now i think it would be so cool if you go home with your mom and dad and read hebrews 11 so this is this big passage about faith and when i agreed to marry my husband that was something that i read through and it's faith is the assurance of things hoped for it's the conviction of things not seen and it shares all these examples in the bible of people who walked by faith and i think sometimes it's so hard when you've been praying for something to change or you've been praying for things to get better and it doesn't to feel like is god still hearing me and when you read this example of person after person in the bible or even when things didn't get better and it ultimately was in heaven that that healing or that answer came to be so yeah super encouraging thank you so much ben was there anything else that you wanted to add well i just kind of wanted to it was kind of interesting as i was um kind of praying about this or thinking about it or just preparing it in my own mind it kind of came to me um i get like little devotionals from john piper and one popped up about money so if you kind of ask me how i would define money it's something that represents value it represents value because it's just money and coins, right? But the stuff that you can get with it um, actually can get you value. Um, but John Piper actually said, he said it was a resource. Um, and with money, you can get control, power, um, security, and basic needs. Um, now we know that that's like, it's more materialistic to look at it that way. Um, and the Lord says um, that he provides you everything you need. Um, and really, it's it's just a fake, it's a fake idol money is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it really kind of challenged me to take a look at how I was responding with some of the difficult situations, I would say, with what's going on in the world the last couple of days, or sorry, a couple of years. Um, and... Yeah, I just kind of wanted to encourage you guys to, when you're faced with something that you're afraid of or you sense a a sense of fear, um, look to see how you respond and try to identify um, kind of how you respond to that fear or what you put your faith in. Um, Because, of course, you can be challenged to, in the middle of a, a pandemic or a war or, you know, all of these, these feelings that you're, um, your things you're scared about, do you look at your money to try to uh, provide you security, mm-hmm. to go out and buy food, um, and that sort of that sort of stuff, right? Um, 
And 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Uh, in Matthew 6, uh, 28 through 34, I go to this one quite a bit over the last few years. I find myself uh, doing time and time again. Uh, but Jesus says, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough troubles of its own. I love that. Yeah, definitely need to memorize that one, <laughs> repeat it to myself. But thank you so much, Ben. Yeah, I would just encourage you guys, you know, learn to fear the Lord uh, and don't fear the world. Uh, and know your Bible so you can see clearly the Holy Spirit's guidance.